0: Hey, guess what's happening on this week's episode of the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with your friend and host, Oscar Camejo. We all want to live long, healthy lives, right? We want to be focused. We want to be healthy and we want to feel energetic every day. But, you know, oftentimes when people think of losing weight, some people either focus on what they should eat or what they should exercise. Some people prioritize one over the other, but that's not really achieving a balance, is it? No, healthy eating, regular exercise, and proper rest go hand in hand when it comes to developing a healthy lifestyle. Maintaining a healthy diet is great, you know what I'm saying? But let's be honest, by itself, having a healthy quote unquote diet may not be enough for you to lose weight and keep it off. The same is true for exercising and spending a whole bunch of hours in the gym or outside running or walking. That by itself is not going to do the trick. Same thing with the rest. But all three are very important. What we eat, what we do with our bodies in terms of exercise, and also how we rest. You know, again, you can spend a whole bunch of hours in the gym burning a bunch of calories, but then load up a bunch of junk food at the end or have a whole bunch of cheap meals over the weekend and eventually destroy your progress with each bite. So let's dive into the keys to achieving optimal health and longevity through the perfect balance of nutrition, exercise and rest, my friend. In this week's episode, we're going to explore the benefits of nutrition exercise and rest, and how to strike the right balance between these three strong pillars so that you can create a powerful foundation for a longer, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Trust me, I love how I feel every day, but it started with me understanding the importance of having the right balance. So in this episode, you're going to get some insights and practical tips that will guide you toward developing a healthy lifestyle that you can truly enjoy for the rest of your life. So whether you or somebody you know is living with type 2 diabetes or has been diagnosed with prediabetes, or maybe you simply are interested in achieving a healthier lifestyle, this podcast is for you. So stick around to hear the rest of today's episode. You don't want to miss it. Let's go. Be sure to visit the website at www.BeatingDiabetesLifestyle.com for access to free resources and other information that will help you along your journey. If you would like to submit a question or comment about the show or to learn more about the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle, you can always email me at hello at BeatingDiabetesLifestyle.com. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Welcome to the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with me your host Oscar Camejo. My goal is to help diabetics and non-diabetics make lifestyle changes to reverse type 2 diabetes. Listen, I've talked to countless number of people who are interested in beating type 2 diabetes. They want to prevent it, if they have it, they want to reverse it, they want to send it into remission. I mean, I get comments from people on Facebook, on Instagram, A lot of people on TikTok who are dealing with type 2 diabetes. Some people just found out that they have type 2 diabetes. Others have been living with it for a while and they're ready to make a change. If that's you, thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast. You know, I personally have dealt with type 2 diabetes. Back in August 2020, I first learned that I had type 2 diabetes. I was in the hospital. And uh, I wasn't feeling well, I was sluggish and was urinating a lot and just a whole bunch of things were going on. And so I went to the hospital because my doctor, uh, after getting my blood work and uh, reviewing my blood work, uh, he was like, yeah, you need to go to the emergency room. So I got a call from my doctor's office on a Sunday and he said, yes, you need to go to the emergency room right now because I think my blood sugar was elevated to somewhere well over 400 um, milligrams per deciliter. So it was wild. It was in the hospital that I learned about having type two diabetes. I ignored my health up until that point. I'm talking about um, when I was first diagnosed with pre-diabetes. That was back in 2018. So two years went by. of me just ignoring and my doctor's recommendations and all this other stuff and just kept eating and not having a proper balance. Yeah, I would exercise on occasion, but it wasn't a wholesale transformation. I was still eating however I wanted to eat. I wasn't getting a lot of rest and unfortunately, I ended up in the hospital. You know, I was overeating, I was malnourished. You know, I was eating unhealthy every day and it was just really um, bad for me in my situation. But I'm glad that uh, I was able to go to the hospital and learn what I needed to do to turn my life around. And this was beyond just being on medications. Yeah, they told me that I'll possibly be on medication for the rest of my life, but it really ignited in me uh, the desire to eventually really make Uh, lifestyle changes so that I can reverse the condition of type 2 diabetes. Now, when I was in the hospital and even following up to uh, have my doctor check me out on multiple occasions, following up, you know, doing blood work and even getting my eyes checked, all of this stuff, I had never heard of reversing type 2 diabetes. But the more and more I started learning and listening to podcasts, And also reading literature and just watching a bunch of videos, I would often hear this thing about reversing type 2 diabetes, and that really piqued my interest. So today, folks, I am 187 pounds. I used to be 268 pounds when I was first diagnosed with pre diabetes and, and type 2 diabetes. And so I am glad that. I was able to lose over 80 something pounds through the lifestyle changes that I share in almost every episode of this podcast. So uh, I'm no different. You know, I didn't go to school for this stuff. I simply was um, diagnosed and I realized that, you know what? I did not want to go down the same road as people that I knew who had type two diabetes and lost their lives. I know people who've lost their limbs and I was like, you know what? I don't want that to be me. So I finally made a decision to turn my life around. And you know what, folks? Uh, I uh, no matter what I heard, no matter what teachings or um, material I read. I still had to make a conscious decision to turn my life around. I had to finally come to the end of myself, if you will, and make the decision to change. I mean, I used to look in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. You know, I didn't like how I felt. I didn't like getting up in the mornings and just feeling sluggish, feeling sluggish throughout the day and almost falling asleep, you know, in front of the computer um, at work and stuff like that. I just did not feel um, energetic. And let alone uh, dealing with that, uh, I I was on meds and I was like, man, I don't want to be on meds for the rest of my life, you know, no matter what I heard. But initially I thought, yeah, maybe that's what I, that's what it's going to take. But I was like, nah, I don't want to be taking these insulin injections. Nah, I don't want to be taking these pills for high blood pressure, hypertension and high cholesterol. And just some other stuff I was dealing with and meds for, um, type two diabetes. I was on metformin and I was taking, uh, I think it was 36 units of insulin, you know, uh, several times a day. And it was just, it was just a lot going on and I was just tired, man, of being tired. I was tired of being on meds. I was tired of, you know, worrying about what to eat and uh should I be exercising or not. And it was just like this emotional roller coaster that I was um dealing with. I was stressed out a lot and I just got to the point where it was like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm gonna learn as much as I can about nutrition, about the human body, what the body's supposed to do with food. How is uh, the food that I'm eating or that I was eating impacting my body? I learned about sugar. I learned about cravings. I learned about even sugary drinks and sodas and uh, sports drinks and all of those things that were negatively impacting my body. And the more I learned, the more I realized that, hey, I needed to make some changes, but it wasn't just some blanket statement like, oh, I needed to change. I got specific. I wanted to learn about the benefits of exercising, um, especially for diabetics. I wanted to learn the benefits of eating healthy for diabetics. I wanted to understand the benefits of proper rest. And I mean, not just sleeping, but getting proper rest, rest of the mind. Uh, rest for the mind, um, rest for the body, and, and so forth. So that's what I want to share with you all today is the overall benefits of exercise, of eating healthy, getting proper rest, and how you can find the right balance between um, the three, because it's going to be very important. I don't want you to prioritize exercise and neglect uh, eating healthy. I don't want you to prioritize eating healthy and not uh, exercise and getting enough exercise or getting the proper or adequate exercise. I don't want you to, you know, prioritize just relaxing all the time and not eating properly, not exercising, because you know what, when you have Uh, a lifestyle of imbalance is going to affect your health straight up. So I want to go over the benefits of uh, eating healthy exercise and proper rest. So uh, let me start with uh, the benefits of eating healthy. Now, some of this stuff is going to be a no brainer, but for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of new listeners, especially those who have recently been diagnosed with type two diabetes or pre diabetes, and you're wanting to know, okay, where do I start? Because I get that question a lot. Like, okay, Oscar, I just got this diagnosis. I don't know where to start. I heard that I have to eat healthy, but why? Um, Where do I start? I heard that I have to exercise, but why? I mean, and and how, what am I supposed to do? You know, and believe it or not, uh, people don't know the importance of getting proper rest as well. So, we're going to go over these benefits and then we're going to go over some practical things that I recommend that you guys do. Okay, so here we go. The overall benefits of eating healthy. Eating healthy gives your body the proper and sufficient nutrients that it needs to thrive. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about uh, making sure that your body has the essential nutrients uh, that it needs to survive, you know, the carbohydrates, the proteins, the fats, um, fiber, um, the minerals, uh, and vitamins as well as water. Uh, so when you give your body what it needs, not what it craves, remember, there's a big difference. Your body will function properly. And I'm not just talking about what you eat in one meal. I'm talking about what you do on a regular basis, building a lifestyle of eating healthy. Now, that doesn't mean that you just eat salads and eat a bunch of food that don't does not taste great and that you just hate just because it has nutritional value. No. I think healthy eating uh is eating that uh, uh eating foods that you also enjoy. That doesn't mean that you have to cut out, you know, let's say if you like chicken and, um, but you read somewhere where, you know, chicken has hormones in it. So you just immediately cut out chicken. You don't have to do that, folks. That's, that's very extreme. You know, the quality of food and the quality of even the drinks that you put in your body is very important. So, uh, let me go on with more of the benefits of eating healthy. You know, eating healthy helps to prevent disease. Eating healthy also helps you to lose weight and keep it off. That's very big and very important. Uh, Healthy eating is good for your digestion. Also, eating healthy is good for your overall heart health. Eating healthy provides greater energy. Um, Believe it or not, even what you eat can affect how you sleep. So those are some of the basic uh, benefits of eating healthy. Now, let's talk about the benefits of exercising. Did you know that exercise will help to manage and lower blood sugar? Exercise also can help you to boost your insulin sensitivity. Uh, Exercise helps to burn fat. You know, a lot of people know that. It helps you to lose weight. Exercise also helps to protect your heart. I want to say something about a heart health when it comes to exercising real quick. Um, when I started exercising, you know, I was overweight and things just seemed very hard on my heart. It was like, man, I'm out of breath. You know, uh, just walking or getting on the treadmill or doing some of these aerobic exercises, um, some of these, uh, uh, hit exercises, which is high intensity interval training exercises. And it was like, man, my heart is just pounding. What was going on was, of course, the heart is a muscle. So I had to learn to control my breathing. I had to learn to control my movement to help my heart and even my lung capacity um, so that I can endure longer exercises and more intense exercises. So again, the more and more you exercise and get your body to moving more um uh you're gonna see the benefits of it. I mean, I love exercise now. I exercise pretty much every day. Um, and my body feels great. My heart doesn't feel like it is gonna explode anymore. I mean, it just feels good. so uh again, let me keep going. Another benefit of exercising is, as I just mentioned. Helps you to feel better and not only helps you to feel better, but it will help you to look much better as well. I'll be honest, I'm age 50 now and I'm in the best shape of my life. And it came through, you know, consistency with working out, but also of eating properly. And one of the things that I love about uh, exercise is it has helped me to build strength and endurance, as I mentioned before. I mean, I used to struggle going up and down stairs, y'all. My knees used to hurt. My back used to hurt. I was winded before. And, you know, through small changes, I was able to build my strength and build my endurance. Now, that doesn't mean that, oh, uh, you or myself or anybody has to get on these heavy weight machines and lift you know, a thousand pounds and all that stuff. No, but building uh, your strength is important for building stability, um, even to prevent injury, whether you're running or hiking, uh, even cycling and swimming is just important to build strength, especially as we age. Um, Because you know what, we shouldn't be getting weaker As we get older, we should be getting stronger. I mean, I see people in the gym who are in their seventies and eighties, man, and they have muscles. I mean, men and women. And I'm I'm not talking about bodybuilders. I'm talking about everyday people, the average people who are doing above average um, things in the gym. I see people on the track. I see people out running. um, And it's just great to see people living their best life. So those are some of the benefits of uh, exercising, whether you have diabetes or not. Now let's move on. What about rest? And again, I'm talking about more than just sleep, but just getting proper rest. Um, Proper rest enhances your cognitive or mental functions and improves your concentration and focus. It will help you to boost your immune system and to help you to reduce uh, the risk of infections. Um, The proper rest will help you to lower your risk of chronic diseases, including heart disease and diabetes. Um, We're talking about improve your mood and emotional well-being, increase energy levels and productivity. I mean, even better weight management and appetite regulation. It can help you to accelerate your muscle recovery. And if you have some tissue repair and stuff like that, I mean, sleep is just very important. But overall, proper rest gives the body the opportunity to do what it's designed to do and it's to heal itself. If you're dealing with inflammation in your body, I mean, proper rest will help you to reduce inflammation. Folks, when I used to go to bed late uh, at night, every night, and only get about four hours of sleep, you know, I was sitting up watching television or on the computer um, or just just really not getting enough sleep during whatever I was doing. It was just a, a, a terrible thing because I started feeling it in my body and not even realizing it. The pain that I was having in my knees was due to inflammation because of the things that I was eating and also not getting proper rest. So I didn't have a good balance. I mean, I used to deal with like brain fog. So uh did you know that a proper rest and sleep will help you to improve your memory? Yes, it can help you improve your Your memory, as well as your learning capabilities, you know, helps you to be smarter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And stress. I mean, I used to be stressed out a lot, but getting proper rest helped me to lower my stress levels. And I used to be stressed out a lot, folks. I realized that my mood swings was all related to not only the uh, lack of exercise and lack of proper nutrition but also because I was not getting adequate sleep at night. So um, just think about it. If you're only getting like four hours of sleep at night on a regular, what is your mood like the next day? What is your mental health like the next day? What is your cognitive functions the next day? You know what I'm saying? So just think about this, folks, with all the things that I've shared so far, adequate and restful sleep is very essential to your overall health and well-being so prioritizing proper rest can and will have a profound effect on your physical mental and emotional health bottom line so now uh, as we move on what to do to turn things around right Uh, because again finding the right balance between nutrition exercise and rest is very crucial If you want to achieve longevity and overall well-being. So here's some practical steps to help you strike that balance, my friend. Um, And let me say this. uh, I know I've talked about medication earlier and I talked about changing your diet and uh, the things that you eat on a regular basis and getting proper rest as with anything. There is no one size fits all method. There is no cookie cutter method to any of this that I'm telling you that's going to work for everybody. Uh, You may achieve better results than the next person, or they may achieve better results than you. Um, Or you may look at my lifestyle and say, well, yeah, I want that exact same lifestyle. Well, I was able to develop my lifestyle around how I live and how I want it to live. And I, I love the, how I eat now. I love uh, what I do in terms of exercise and my rest, even though, you know, I definitely uh, can use a little bit more rest and being able to achieve that eight hours of sleep. I'm roughly about seven to seven and a half uh, on most nights because, uh, you know, I do have a lot going on. But as with anything, no matter what the changes are. It is important for you to consult a healthcare professional. I need to say that uh, because before making any significant changes, uh, when you consult a healthcare professional, such as a registered dietitian, fitness trainer, or even your primary care physician, uh, is going to help you because they can help you to develop an individualized plan to deal with your individual needs. You know, um, I remember when I was starting my journey, I was like, okay, where do I go from here? I know that I'm supposed to exercise. I know what I'm supposed to. I know that I'm supposed to eat healthy. But where do I start? So as a baseline, I went to my doctor just to learn about what was going on in my body. I had to understand, you know, my medical history. I needed to understand all these terminologies. And these diagnoses and all this other stuff. And what is uh, HB1C? What does that mean? What is uh, insulin resistance? Um, uh, What are all these numbers that I'm looking at? So I had to educate myself. So going to a healthcare professional is very important. Again, that's for establishing a baseline to know what's going on with your body and in your body. Now, some people don't like going to the doctor. Some people just feel like, okay, well, I can do this without going to the doctor. Um, I just think it's very important to go to somebody who's trained so that they can help you on your journey. Um, The next thing is to adopt a balanced diet. Now, let me say this. When I say the word diet, I'm not talking about a diet plan. I'm not saying, okay, you find something on social media. Go ahead and adopt that. Um, I want you to throw away the uh, common understanding of a diet. I'm not talking about a diet program, a short term, you know, eight week or, you know, 15 week plan or 30 day diet. I'm not talking about any diet trend. When I say diet, I am talking about adopting a balanced eating pattern. Uh, That means how you eat on a regular basis, not what you're doing to uh, while you're on a specific program that lasts 30 days. I'm talking about this is how I eat. For me, the way how I eat now is how I eat. It's not a part of a diet program. I never counted carbs. I never counted calories. I didn't do any of that. I said, you know what? Um, I want to eat more vegetables. I want to eat more fruit. I want to drink lots more water and keep myself hydrated and all that. So I needed to redesign my lifestyle to make sure that on a daily basis, I was eating properly, giving my body what it needs. I was drinking proper food fluids. And we're going to talk about hydration in, in a second. I wanted to. Of course, eliminate the things that were not good for me, that was not contributing to um, my uh, pursuit of good health. So, I want you to focus on getting a balanced diet, uh, developing a balanced eating pattern that includes a variety of nutrient dense foods, such as fruits, as I mentioned, vegetables, whole grains, uh, lean proteins, and healthy fat. I want you to limit processed and sugary foods, um, foods that have added sugar, you know, also your high sodium foods. Um, those things are just not contributing to your health. So pay attention also to your portion sizes because, you know, do you really have to load up uh, your plate with a whole bunch of food? No, uh, you don't have to do that. Okay. So next thing, stay hydrated. Uh, I want you to work on making sure that you drink plenty of water throughout the day to maintain optimal body function and support your metabolism. Folks, I can't tell you how much water has benefited me in so many ways. I never used to like just drinking water unless I was really, really thirsty. Um, Before, I used to have a bunch of fruit juice, you know, like orange juice, um, grape juice, and I had um, sports drinks and I would drink more of that stuff than I had water. Now, water is my drink of choice. I used to have to flavor water with like fresh cut um, lime or lemons. And um, it just became a thing where um, it took some time. Yes, it was a process. And drinking water now is a part of what I do. That's the first thing that I'm ordering. And the last thing that I'm ordering now. um, Now, does that mean that you only have to drink water? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when it comes to hydration, consider drinking more water than you probably are drinking now, um, some of you. But you have to keep your body hydrated because water helps to um, not only fuel and lubricate your joints, but it helps your 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 cells. It helps you to keep you from being dehydrated because once you're dehydrated and you continue to be dehydrated, it starts affecting other parts of your body, your brain function and so forth. Next, let's move on. Um, A plan for regular exercise. Now, does that mean you have to work out seven days a week, five days a week? No, I don't know what your lifestyle is. But I want you to prioritize or at least make uh, exercise a part of your lifestyle. Now, whatever your choice of uh, exercise is, you know, I want you to aim for a mix of cardio exercises, strength training and flexibility. I mean, literally, folks, every day I'm doing something that's um uh, Positively impacting my uh cardio, my heart health, if you will, strength training. I'm doing a lot of that. Um, flexibility. I stretch every day. I work on my mobility. I work on just my flexibility and so forth because I want to just feel loose. I'm just, I don't want to be just tired all the time and not moving and sitting all day. I don't want to do that. You know, lately. Uh, when I say lately, probably the last uh, several months, I've taken up uh, outdoor running. I used to hate outdoor running. Now I love it. And, you know, my body is stronger now. I can go longer when it comes to running. And guess what, folks? I'm seeing um, uh, tremendous results in terms of weight loss. And I probably uh, need to do an entire episode just on running. Um, so, anyway. I want you to incorporate physical activity in your daily routine and find some activities that you enjoy and just stay motivated. You know, exercise should be fun. You coming home sore or feeling sore the next day is not necessarily an indication that you had a great exercise. You probably overdid it. Um, So I can't tell you the last time I was sore because of a workout. Um, You know, now there may be some times where, yeah, you know, you, you, you'll, Feel a little sore because your body's getting used to movements and lifting weights and stuff like that. But um, don't push yourself to the point of exhaustion where you just overdo it. Uh, And that leads me to the next point, which is listen to your body. Uh, It's important to pay attention to how your body responds to different foods and exercise Um, and even sleep. Do you know if you're getting too much sleep that can? you know, have an effect on your body, uh, uh, an adverse effect on your body because you don't want to just be laying in bed all day and not moving. Right. You you don't want to do that. So uh, I want you to adjust your choices based on your energy levels, your recovery and overall well-being. So again, listen to your body. Our uh, next thing is prioritize restful sleep. Now let's move on. When it comes to rest, uh, prioritizing restful sleep is so important. Uh, it's important to establish a consistent sleep schedule and create a calming bedtime routine to help promote quality sleep. Uh, it is said that it's important to try to aim for seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Um, but you know what? It may vary from person to person. You, if you're getting like just four hours of sleep, push for an extra hour five hours. If you're getting five hours of sleep, push for getting six. So you see what I'm saying? So push for getting an extra hour of sleep, but it really will depend on what you do in preparation for going to bed. One of the things that I had to stop doing was watching TV during the week uh, at night. Now, that doesn't mean you have to stop doing it. I mean, for me, Uh, I was just watching too much television. I was spending too much time on social media as well. And it was just contributing to me not getting enough sleep. So I had said for myself, okay, I used to get um, to go to bed at 2 a.m. I was like, okay, I need to stop doing that. Uh, I started uh, going to bed at one and then I started going to bed at midnight. And then I would say, okay, well, my new cutoff time is 11 o'clock. So I did that for a while. And then I got to the point where it's like, okay, 10 o'clock is my cutoff time. But it just, I had to do it in increments. It didn't happen overnight. It took some just readjusting and realizing, okay, what am I doing to to contribute to me not getting enough sleep? And again, it was a television. It was being on social media um and just wasting time so i would say look at those things that are time wasters and just make the necessary adjustments um accordingly um because you know what again when you prioritize restful sleep it's going to help you to manage stress which is the next point managing stress i want you to work on incorporating stress reduction techniques like you know, deep breathing. Some people like yoga and meditation and stuff like that. Um, some people like going out in nature uh, to do walks and hikes and they run, you know, without music so they can hear nature. I like to do that sometime myself, like when I'm out running, I don't have on any music. I'm not listening to an audio book, nothing. I just want to go outside, be in nature because nature just has this calming Effect and it just helps to manage stress levels uh, effectively. So consider that. Uh, What about recovery? Uh, That's the next point. Um, Recovery days are very, very important. And I'm learning this uh, as I run more. Um, There's a such thing called recovery uh, runs. Now, recovery days, um, when it comes to running, doesn't mean you don't necessarily run or you just stop running. It means you don't uh, go as intense or as hard as you would on, let's say, if you're doing a speed training day, a speed run day where you're just really pushing uh, yourself, uh, your speed uh, limits and so forth, or working on your long runs, you know, your endurance runs. Uh, you may have, uh, and again, that's for runners. So uh, when it comes to just exercise and recovery days, you want to have days where you're not pushing yourself so intently. That doesn't mean you don't exercise, but you're not doing any excessive exercise because you know excessive exercise can be detrimental to your health. You know, just because you you know you feel energetic and it's like you know what I'm gonna spend one more hour. In the gym, or I'm going to swim one more hour, um, or I'm going to do all this extra stuff back to back, day after day after day, you know, uh, is not good because you're not giving your body the proper um, time to recover and rest from, you know, the intense workout. So just kind of consider that. Uh, again, uh, it's like listening to your body. You know, when you listen to your body, you give your body time that it needs to recover okay so pay attention to your body give your body the time it needs to recover and repair uh what about overtraining this is very important again something that i'm learning through running um you know when you uh, do excessive or uh, exercise i kind of mentioned that a few moments ago um you can really uh set yourself back i remember when i first started running Um, I, you know, I'm following this program for runners and it was like, man, I feel really good. So I would just go and do more and more exercises. You know, I would run in the morning, then go to the gym in the afternoon and then run some more all because I just felt all this energy and I can do X, Y, Z. But guess what? During two to three days of that, it catches up with you later on in the week. And it really just contributed to me having like poor sleep and just dealing with like my mood and stuff like that. So it's important not to over train. Now, you may say, well, Oscar, you know, I'm not training um, to run a marathon or training to compete in the Olympics, but I want you to look at it like this. Now, when it comes to improving your health, you are training your body. Right. You're training your body to move more. You're training your body to eat better. Um, so I want you to consider the importance of not over not going to the extremes. Hopefully you get uh, the point of what I'm saying. Next point, it's important to monitor your progress, you know, keep track of your nutrition. Um, there's people that use apps and so forth that help you do that. Um, people uh like to keep track of their exercise. I do that myself. Um, uh, keep track of your sleeping patterns to see if you're getting adequate um sleep at night. You know, there's certain sleep apps that'll help you to keep track of that and so forth. Um, so all of this, you want to see how it's affecting your overall well being and longevity goals. Because if you're realizing, okay. You know, I'm um, um, getting exercise, adequate exercise and not overdoing it. I'm getting uh, rest at night and really I'm uh, taking mental health breaks and taking advantage of my recovery days. You know, you'll start noticing what works, even the things that you're eating and how it affects your digestion and so forth. Just pay attention to all of that. Don't just pay attention to the scale and what the scale is saying from day to day, but look at your overall health. Um, and that's going to be very important. Um, and next thing is be consistent and uh, stay consistent. Uh, longevity is about creating sustainable habits. People, you know, consistency is the key. So aim for small, gradual changes that you can maintain over time. Because remember, it's all about a lifestyle. Not just something you're doing temporary to fit, fit in an outfit because you're going to a class reunion. No. <laughs> uh, and last thing is stay positive. Don't beat yourself up. Have a positive mindset, you know, and be compassionate. Exercise some self compassion. You know, these things play a significant role in maintaining a healthy lifestyle when you have a positive mindset and you have self compassion. You know, if you have a cheap meal or you slip up, don't beat yourself up. Don't, you know, beat yourself up to the point where you just just quit and you just give up because you're like, man, this is too hard. Instead, my friend, I want you to get back up. I want you to celebrate your progress. Don't be too hard on yourself during your setbacks. You know, if you eat a cookie over the weekend, come on, a cookie is not going to set you back. All right. If you eat some ice cream or popcorn, it's it's not going to set you back. If you eat a whole bag of chips, folks, listen, we all have those days, but turn your setbacks into setups for success. Okay, so remember, finding the right balance is a process that will require adjustments along the way. Be patient with yourself and stay committed to making positive changes that support your long-term health and longevity. You know what? That's what I had to do. That's what I keep reminding myself that no matter how hard it gets on this journey, I'm going to keep moving. I am not going to go back to being 260 anything pounds and overweight and diabetic. I'm not going to be on meds. I, I, I made that determination. And I'm glad. That I turn things around now folks if i can do it you can too so hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode of the beating diabetes lifestyle podcast so as always my friend stay focused keep moving never go back leap forward bounce back because you can my friend and above all else trust god you got this i believe in you hi everyone Thank you for tuning in to the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with Oscar Camejo. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, this podcast is intended for motivational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a physician or other healthcare professional or qualified fitness instructor. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or professional advice or services. If you're looking for help on your journey, seek a qualified medical practitioner. It's important that you utilize someone who is a trained, licensed healthcare professional who can help you on your journey toward good health.